I'm really, really excited to have um, with, with us uh, a, a fellow local pastor and one who's becoming a friend over the years. And um, as we've got to know each other, just his heart for prayer has, has really gripped me. And I've felt that when I've been with him and we've been talking about prayer, there's been an impartation. Something in my soul has grown and think, I want to pray more. And when you're around people like that, they're good people to be around. And, um, and so um, I wanted you to give it up for Nick West, who is one of the pastors at New Life Church. Nick. Thank you, Steph. And I'm going to pray for you. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah. Thank you for Nick, Lord. Thank you so much for, uh, Lord, a brother, Lord, who's just becoming a mate. And, Lord, thank you for the blessing he's been, Lord, to my own soul. Lord, thank you for your work. And, God, thank you for years of walking with you faithfully and lessons learned and i pray lord that we would really benefit lord from all that you've put in him today as he speaks to us about prayer amen 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 thank you steph well it's uh, fantastic to be here um i know uh, a, a few different faces from different events that we've done together christmas and easter a few kids things over the years and we have a lovely meeting which probably steph's talked about once a month where local leaders get together and we pray uh, and we have breakfast too, don't we, once a term, and that's the one I really look forward to. Um, and so I don't really know what you guys are like, but you can kind of pick up a little bit of the flavor uh, of a, a church just from the people that you do know. I knew Simon a little bit before he disappeared, and uh, he was a lovely guy. And uh, the kind of things I was thinking about, what do I, uh, what do I like about uh, Revelation Church from the people I know? And I thought um, of words like hungry. And uh, it's just great to be hungry for more of God, isn't it? We're all very grateful for what God's done in our lives, but we want more, don't we? Um, I thought of humility. Um, because uh, the people that I've met from Revelation, they don't seem too bothered what people think about them uh, in their journey towards, uh, you know, what God wants. Um, another thing is happiness. And that's a good sign, isn't it? Because when we're walking with God, we should be happy. Jesus had more joy than everybody around him. We often forget that about Jesus. Um, and then I was thinking about one that didn't begin with H, and that was kindness kindness and i've experienced kindness from simon from steph uh from others and um it's 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 wonderful to be uh, a loving church but i pray that you will become much more than what you are people come to new life sometimes and they have uh, some idea of the church from what it is. And they think, um, maybe they'll talk about the church, about ways they think we could improve. Did they ever do that for you, Steph? And, um, of course, uh, people presume that the vision of the church is as it is now. But if, if leadership is anything, it must be looking into the future and wanting much, much more than we've got. And uh, over the few years that I've lived, um, I've seen a few things. Um, but I suppose the greatest things actually was when I was a teenager. I became a Christian when I was 17. And the same year that I became a Christian, um, there was a mission at our school. And a man called David Watson, an Anglican minister, came along. And he was a very quiet, understated guy. But he was a man of prayer. 
and he was a man of the spirit. And uh, 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 amazingly, we were, we were all released from our homework that night. It was a boarding school. And um, uh, I just watched in my amazement uh, dozens and dozens of boys going to evening chapel, which is a bit scary and boring normally. Um, but there was something about this man that captivated them. And by the end of the week, about 100 boys and a few teachers as well had given their lives to Jesus. Uh, and that was incredible. And so for a couple of years after that, we, uh, we had church in the school. Um, and uh, this is why I believe that young people can do stuff. Um, because we just did it ourselves. Uh, we ran our own prayer meetings, our own Bible studies. And the work continued uh, by God's grace. And so I look back sometimes at that time. I learned some amazing lessons. But it gave me a hunger. I know that when God does something it's amazing people talk about revival um when we think about revival it can be a bit off-putting to some people maybe think it seems like an old-fashioned thing maybe something that they uh, they do in america and they just say we're going to have a revival they organize lots of meetings and hope something will happen um and sometimes no doubt it does but to me revival is just when god is doing a lot more than we can do and one of the keys to that is prayer. So Steph uh, uh, recently rang me up and said, could she come and uh, talk about prayer? So prayer is one of those kind of switch off subjects, isn't it? Oh, don't talk to me about prayer. What's prayer? That's the thing that I know I ought to do, but I don't or I can't. I find it really difficult. And there's no, that's not surprising because the devil is absolutely set 100% against prayer. If there's something he can do to stop prayer in your life, he'll do it. He'll distract you. He'll get you doing something else. He'll even get you praying the wrong way. Anything to stop you communicating with God because all the life it flows from the Father, doesn't it? That's just where it comes from. Sometimes we get life from one another, but ultimately it's all coming from him. And prayer is God's means of communication. And to me, it's a very exciting thing. Now, I am not one of those really disciplined people. Believe me, when I became a Christian age 17, um, I was a professional liar. And I was a, 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 one of the laziest people that you could imagine. And if I could get out of doing anything, I knew the way to do it. I could talk my way out of it because I was absolutely bone idle. And um, I got saved. And Jesus started to do something different in me. So now I'm going to tell you I'm a really disciplined person. I'm not. But I know that God is gracious. And if he has called us to do something, he will give us the power to do it. And he will change us. And um, I was thinking of talking, uh, of, of naming this talk this morning, How to Pray. But then I thought maybe we could, we could talk, uh, call it um, How to Get Everything I Need from God. That would be nice. You'd probably listen better, wouldn't you? How I Can Get Everything I need from God. And we get it through prayer, don't we? But I'm going to actually call this talk Finding Grace to Pray. Finding Grace to Pray. Do we have any overheads? Oh, he's a bit dark, my little dark man there. 
Okay, uh, but you'll see the words nice and bright when they come up, I expect. Um, I want to um, look at, uh, uh, to start with, at a fantastic verse in the Bible. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. And it says, it says, Let us then draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, that is a wonderful and an amazing verse. What a privilege it is that all of us, and I mean all of us this morning, can go directly to God because of the blood of Jesus. And we can receive mercy and we can find grace to help in time of need. Anybody need help today? I need help. My I have one advantage over you. I've had longer to learn about grace. And I find that God never stops training me. I wonder what the, my lesson will be today. Well, I thought I was pretty well prepared for this morning. Um, and uh, I'd uh, give myself a little bit of time to iron a shirt, which doesn't often happen. Uh, I kind of know roughly one end of the iron from the other. And um, uh, But about half past eight um, uh, in our crazy household, uh, my son, who is teaching somebody today, um, the IT for his teaching lesson had gone wrong. I am the unpaid IT manager in our home. Dad, 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 dad. Massive panic. So um, he couldn't find it on the DVD player. I put it online. We couldn't find the file online. And uh, it's one of those situations, you know, when everybody starts blaming each other. Very tempting. And so we just had a few strong words. And... Um, uh, I said, James, you're just going to have to get on with it. I, I, I've given you this. It's, it's online, but I just can't help you anymore. Went upstairs, you know, cleaning my teeth rapidly, ferociously. And uh, my wife said to me, Nick, let's just pray. So there I was with my toothbrush literally in my mouth. But I know about this. I know that prayer works. So we just cried to God. Our prayers don't have to be long, but they need to be meant, don't they? They need to be fervent. They need to be sincere. And so we just prayed a brief prayer as we have done so many, many times. And I, with my toothbrush still in my mouth, said, uh -uh, which was, Amen. <laughs> and um, we went to see what happened. Went downstairs, kitchen table, perfect calm, as if nothing had ever gone wrong. Found the thing, the lesson's ready. Hallelujah. But you know, it's those little things that teach us to pray. And one of the things I want to talk about this morning is pray about everything. Don't let people say it's religious to pray or it's, it, it's not cool to pray. You know, you just got to be kind of like everybody else. Let's not get too religious. We've just got to pray at all times. I pray when I'm with people uh, in, a, in a cafe. We don't have to make a big show of it. But I just believe in praying uh, when I can do because God answers prayer. Now, there are two things in this verse here. The first is the throne of grace. What is grace? Okay. Now, I know that uh, any New Frontier linked church worth its salt will know what grace is. A lot of those churches are called grace, aren't they? Because we believe in grace. Could we have the next slide? One definition that I'm sure 90% of you know is God's riches at Christ's expense. You know, I love that definition 
because it is God's riches at Christ's expense. And God is very rich. He is very big and he loves us. And grace is not free. Now, I'm not preaching heresy here this morning, but grace was very, very costly because God sent his son to live on this earth for 30 years to suffer all kinds of trouble and to die a very painful death on the cross and to shed his blood so that we could come to him. One of the verses I love about the cross is that God sent his son to die for us that he might bring us to God. That's you. The reason Jesus died, one of a number of reasons, was he wanted to bring you to God. And we come to God through prayer. So prayer is an amazing privilege. And grace is bought by the blood of Jesus. Now I'm going to give you the amplified version of grace. For many years I've been trying to find out what does grace really mean. And uh, somebody came up with a definition a little bit like this. And I've kind of tweaked it a bit. Which wherever you see grace in the Bible. If you put this definition in there. Even though it's rather big. It does work. And that grace is the kind provision and empowering of God, enabling us to be everything that God has called us to be and to do everything that God has called us to do. It's God's kind provision. Apparently, the root of this word grace means it's something to do with kindness, loveliness. You know, God really loves us. I think it's the most difficult lesson for me to learn personally is to believe that God loves us. I've been through a few trials in my life. And one thing I found is at the end of the trial, I always realized that God loved me more than I thought he did. I was sure he was punishing me, that I'd done something that would put me out out of his favor forever. But at the end of it, I realized that God still loved me. May he show us his grace. It's kind provision. It's provision for everything that you could possibly need. It's huge, this. And it's the empowering of God. That means God wants to equip you and enable you. Anybody remember Jeffrey Howe and that Margaret Thatcher speech? I noticed there weren't too many gray heads in here when I came in. But uh, one of Margaret Thatcher's ministers put the boot in um, and gave this speech against her before she swiftly fell. And um, he said that he felt as foreign minister that, he, uh, that, that, that his power had been taken away. And it was like being sent into a cricket match to face the bowlers without a bat. Well, that's a dumb thing to do, isn't it? And who... Uh, What caring or wise person would ever give you a job to do and not give you the tools to do it or not equip you for that? Would God do that? No. But grace is the specific equipping of us to do everything he has called us to do. Anybody going through a difficult situation here, apart from me at the moment? I'm sure there are, I'm sure actually that most of us could really put up our hands. You're not just thinking about it right now because our life is full of difficulties. I've had some long-term trials and I have short-term trials 
And uh, uh, some of the, my long-term trials have lasted as long as 25 years. I've got another trial that's been going on for 28 years. And some of the trials that are most difficult for us are the ones you can't talk about. Maybe uh, in, in your family, in your relationship, through disloyalty, you wouldn't want to actually talk about it to anybody. Well, do talk to somebody about it, because it's good to talk with your friends and pray, isn't it? But yet we hold things, we're going through things. We've no idea what people go through. Private pain, secret pain, even secret sin. People who are ensnared by something that they are ashamed of. And it's destroying them inside. I'd recommend you talk, find somebody you can trust and talk to them about it. Because God wants those things. He wants to help, doesn't he? But he will equip us for everything Um, The Bible says that he equips us for every good thing to do his will. He equips us with every good thing to do his will. He's amazing. But notice in this verse that it's everything that God has called us to do and called you to be. You see, we don't have to be anybody else. One of the hardest things in life, and I have found this, is trying to be like other people. He just wants me to be me. And he doesn't want me to do anybody else's job. He's given a specific calling to me. And he wants me to be comfortable in it. He wants me to have faith for it. And believing that he has equipped me for it will will, uh, uh, get a long way to that happening. But then it says in that verse, we go to the throne of grace to receive mercy. And this is the other half. This is the forgotten half of grace. It's fantastic to have grace and a fat bank account, isn't it? But if we never draw on it, if we never receive mercy, if we never find grace to help, then it's useless really, isn't it? It's like looking in a shop window. You ever gone window shopping when you haven't had any money? (laughs) Well, not enough money. It's quite fun looking at those things I might have one day when I'm rich and famous. But... um, It can feel like that as a Christian. We've got all this stuff. We've been singing about it this morning, haven't we? Amazing what God has given to us. But if we don't pray, we don't receive this, then it's actually ineffective. A few years, well, a couple of years ago, um, I met, uh, I was actually praying with a guy in our church. He's a policeman. And um, it was one of those God moments which actually really changed something in me and he would probably have had no idea what a help it was to me but I was praying with him at the end of the meeting and he just said to me I think I've been talking about grace and he said every morning when I wake up he said I pray God give me grace God give me grace for the day but just to me it was like a huge light opening up that actually the first thing I needed to do in the morning While I'm still in bed and I'm opening my eyes is to start saying, God, give me grace. And not just general grace, but get specific. And I found that there are five areas of grace that that God has taught me to pray. Now, I I, I believe this morning that that maybe there are some things that you might find useful in what I'm saying. Maybe like a flint, a few sparks might fly. Just grab one or two that might be helpful and get them into your life. Um, As I did with this uh, this thing that actually his name was Rob uh, shared with me. But grace is five, uh, is, is like the five fingers of my hand, G-R-A-C-E. 
And I've learned that, that to, to pray, and this has been really helpful for me personally, five things. The first thing is I ask him for grace to pray because it's really difficult because everything is against us. I've got to get out of that bed to start with. And even when I sit down, I probably kind of feel all sleepy. And then I'll look at my phone to get a few tips on prayer and I'll see an email or a message or a, 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 a Facebook or some other app that's trying to talk to me and before I know I'm completely distracted and that little prayer time that I had planned has gone so we need grace to pray so I say God give me grace to pray and I pray personally that God will help me to pray sincerely that means that I will actually mean what I pray because we get down and we pray and actually we can just be saying words we can do it in a prayer meeting we can do it ourselves to really mean what we pray if you look at the verse that the word cry in the bible you find it's a it's an enormous word that that three-letter word cry numerous times the children of Israel they went away from God and so God let them fall into judgment and then he sent a prophet in his faithfulness and it says and they cried to the Lord and they cried to the Lord and they cried to the Lord and the Lord heard them and the Lord saved them and the Lord sent a savior or he sent a prophet but when they cried when they really meant their prayers I really believe in short prayers. Um, in um, Romans eight twenty six, it says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Romans eight twenty six, the same way the Spirit also comes to help us weak as we are. You know, we're just weak in prayer. Often in our, ch- our, our own New Life prayer meeting and in my own prayers, I, I stop, God, I don't know how to pray. I need your help right now. Teach me to pray. Help me to pray. And he does. And I found that God gives me grace to pray when I ask for it. But if you don't ask, you don't get. And the Bible teaches that, doesn't it? Jesus said, uh, or rather his disciples said, Luke 11, 1, Lord, teach us to pray. They asked him. And he said, okay, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be hallowed. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the things that we need today. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others. And don't lead us into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Amazing, amazing. I wonder if he'd have said that if they hadn't asked. But they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Make it your prayer. Zechariah 12.10 says that God poured out or is going to pour out. I don't know the eschatology of this. That's the, the, the teaching of the end times. But maybe sometime in the future, maybe it's a picture for now. I'll let you work that out. But one thing is that God will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer over us. And at the end of this meeting, I want to pray that for you today, that God will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer. Another translation says of grace and supplication. That means sincere praying. Okay, so I pray that God will will help me pray sincerely. I pray that he'll, he'll help me pray often. 
Say, Lord, help me not to just pray now at the beginning of the day. Help me to pray at lunchtime. Help me to pray at nighttime when I want to just switch on EastEnders or whatever it is you do at the end of the day. <laughs> I don't watch EastEnders anymore. It's too depressing. <laughs> but, you know, it says pray at all times. All times. So the possibility of the throne of grace, it's open to us. Open all hours. It's there all the time open. So God wants to help us to pray at all times. Pray continually. Second thing I pray is I ask for grace to know God. To know God. What could be better? What could be better than knowing God? When I became a Christian age 17, I was one of those people that had an instant transformation. I was in real darkness and I came into sudden light. And the joy, the happiness that filled my heart, I can still remember that time. And I just went around my school just telling everybody and anybody until people were bored, tired and fed up with me. But it was very, very real to me. And I just know that that's the best thing in life. I think God had to give me a good feeling at that time because I was in a bad place. But since then, it hasn't stopped. Yes, it dies down a little bit here and there. Sometimes there may be days, weeks, months when I'm maybe not as close to God as I could be. But it's there, this knowledge of God, and it's the best thing. I was particularly struck a uh, recent reading in Deuteronomy 3.24 when God is about to take Moses off the scene. And um, Moses, he's gone, he's 120 years. I love this, it gives me hope. Um, and uh, at, right at the end of his life, God says, look, Moses, because of what you did that one time, I'm afraid you're not going into the promised land. And Moses was gutted. Oh, please, God. Please, God, let me, he said. And this is what he said. And I'd never read this before. I obviously had read it before, but I'd not noticed it. Oh, Lord God, you have only begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. This is Moses. This is the Red Sea. This is manna from heaven. This is water coming out of the rock. And he just said, God, he was so hungry to know God. And my prayer is that I will go on knowing and experiencing God more and more for myself. You have only begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. Third thing. And I said there are five, okay? Like the fingers of my hand, right? The third thing is grace to be like him. This is really important, you know. The Bible says that we are, are predestined. To be conformed to the image of his son. You want to know what your calling is in life? Your calling is to be like Jesus. And if you are the Jesus person in your school, in your college, in your university, in your workplace, in your family. If you are like Jesus, you're going to be effective actually, aren't you? But I found that God more and more is paying, getting me to pay attention to the detail of my life. He wants me to be like him. I found recently, 
Um, I sold my business a couple of years ago. Hallelujah. I got some money from, for it, not very much, but, but enough to just keep us in a place where we had enough but still depended on God. And um, uh, it had been a hard old slog, 25 years of trial, really. Um, I was in the printing business, and almost the day I started my printing business, the, the industry went into decline. <laughs> and it seemed that I felt trapped all that time. Um, uh, at various times, we maybe should have sold it, but we didn't. We thought, oh, we'll wait for better times. It's not the right time. And eventually, 25 years later, we sold it, and it was a good moment. Now, that time, my wife and I had been in survival mode most of the time. So I think they talk about it being side by side like this, okay? We're facing the enemy side by side. And uh, I've got a, a fantastic wife, um, and uh, uh, she's always very busy in the church. Whatever we was going on in our lives, we still, church was the most important thing. Um, and uh, we had difficulties in our family. It was really actually quite hard. I'm sure there are people who've, who've suffered much more than me, but it was pretty tough. And so we'd been shoulder to shoulder. Now, suddenly when I sold my, my business, we were face to face. <laughs> and we had to, in a way, adjust our relationship. And I found that I had been looking beyond my, my family, and particularly my relationship with Joe, actually. Um, and I've been, you know, uh, new people in the church, outreach, you know, uh, really devoting myself to those things. But I felt God speaking to me about the, 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 relation, the close relationships. And really, you know, those are the ones that count. And we had to find new grace for each other, actually. We had to recover some of the sweetness that we had once known. And God started to convict me because he wants me to be like him. And uh, uh, he's, he, he, he dealt with me a lot over that. And maybe that's relevant to somebody here. One of the verses I pray, the, the verse that God gave me in praying for my wife was uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. Uh, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. You know, it's great to pray Bible verses. It's one of the things that makes praying much easier. You just read the Bible and you just pray about it. So I have prayed this hundreds of times because God gave me this passage to pray for myself, for my wife, for uh, my church. May the God of peace himself. Sanctify means make more like Jesus, by the way. And this is God's job. You think you've got to clean it all up yourself. But no, God wants to sanctify you himself. And your whole spirit and soul and body. So I started to pray for Joe for her spirit. And um, the verse that he gave me, 2 Chronicles 7.14, has been absolutely uh, foundational. Sorry, two did I say 2 Chronicles 7.14? I've got the slide there. I love this verse, but I'm just going to talk a tiny bit about it in relationship to praying for myself and for those who are close to me. If my people who are called by my, my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear their prayer. Now, I found that, those, that there are four things that will bring personal revival in my life. I, I really believe this, actually, that if we will humble ourselves and we will pray 
and we will spend time with God. And if we will actually turn from our sins so that we don't do it anymore, he'll hear our prayer. God's very gracious, actually. He doesn't wait till we've fulfilled all these conditions. But I believe they're really, really important. So I pray that God will give us and me. As I started to pray for Joe, again, I felt the spotlight come back on me. What are you doing praying for her, Nick? That's you. So now I jump on this for myself as well. Lord, give me humility. In fact, before we even need humility, I pray for light. Lord, let your light shine into my heart. Let me see myself as you see me. Let me see myself as others see me and not just as I see myself. And then let me humble myself. Let me just acknowledge who I am and who I'm not. And then the, the, the result of humility is, is, is prayer. You know, if we aren't humbling, if we are not praying... We are proud. I'm sorry to drop that one on you. Okay? If you're not praying, there's a degree of pride in your life. Because it's independence. God says, I want to help you. I'm the helper. I will be your helper. I sent the Holy Spirit to be your helper. But you don't seem to want my help. So let's, let's pray. Let's repent of our independence and pray. And seek my face. I don't know too much about this, really. But I, I want to know what his face is like. I want to see the smile. I want to see the awe. I want to see the holiness of God. And I want to turn from my wicked ways. Do you ever pray about your sins? I've got a list of my sins, actually, the things that I struggle with. You will struggle with things uh, that are different to me. But actually, I pray over them. So... The fourth thing um, is to, I pray for grace to serve him. I pray for God's power in service. I prayed about this morning, obviously, that my, my words would not just be words, but they would be effective. I pray for new life. And, and we pray for Revelation Church, actually, too. We pray that you with us will be a light in the darkness. We pray that God will empower you and equip you and make you bold and make you thrilled with Jesus. That he will empower you to serve him. Acts 4.33, Stephen was a man filled with the spirit. He was full of grace and power and power. And through this verse, serving him, I pray your kingdom come. I start to pray for the students that I teach. I start to pray for people in my family. And, you know, I don't spend a lot of time praying for these people. Actually, mostly I feel I don't really have time to. But I believe in mentioning people in prayer. You know, prayer isn't as difficult as you think, but God loves to hear you mention people. Go through your work colleagues, go through your family, go through those around you and say, God, you know, I'm just mentioning her and him and this one and that one. Lord, could you make them hungry to know you? Could you reveal yourself to them? And I find that God is answering my prayers 1 Thessalonians 1, 2, we give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mention you, mentioning you in my prayers. And then, because I know I'm short of time, I want to finish on this point of uh, daily provision. I find it incredible that God really loves to answer my daily prayers. 
He, he answered that one this morning. And you have no doubt got an abundance of things that he wants to help you with. I pray when I go shopping. I, go, I pray when I go out in the car that God will, will find me a parking space. That I won't be subject to road rage. Um, and I pray when I'm with people. Not as much as I should do. But I'm learning all the time to bring God in. Uh, my wife and I went to visit my daughter who lives in Bounds Green. Uh, we were very, very busy. And so we didn't have our prayer time together in the morning. So we said, let's just pray on our way up. So actually we had about 20 minutes. And we just prayed from the moment we got in the car to when we got there. And it was easy. And it was delightful. And we had a wonderful day as a result of it. I'm not saying it'll always make life easy, but it might do. Because we, we get into a lot of difficulties through not praying. So daily provision. When, just a, the, a couple of little examples. First one, when my, uh, my mum, who wasn't a Christian, uh, I had the privilege of praying with her in, uh, in the last conversation of her life, which is a wonderful thing. But she used to stay with us. She was a lovely woman. My kids adored her. And, uh, but we prayed around the breakfast table. And so, um, uh, you know, we kind of prayed round. And so, um, shall we pray something for you, Granny? And... Um, Oh, yeah, um, 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 pray that something good happens to me today. So we said, Lord, could you um, make something good happen to Granny in Spain is what they called her because that's where she lived for a while. Well, uh, at the end of the day, she'd actually put some money in the, the school raffle, okay, up in uh, uh, the school that, that my kids were in at the time. And the raffle came out at the end of the day, and it was Mrs. West. And so Joe, my wife, thought, whoa, it's me. But actually it was Mrs. Stella West, which was uh, my mum. And she won £100. And she was thrilled. She went straight out and bought her winter coat. Another time um, uh, when we were really going through it in the business and the worst possible thing could happen. I was at the end of the month and I felt I, I just knew I didn't have enough money to pay the staff. Not a good situation. I didn't know what to do. So again, we prayed around the kitchen table. God, help. I didn't really believe my prayers. Do you know you don't have to have faith to pray? Just pray anyway. You know the guy who said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief when his son was demonized. And Jesus healed him anyway. Even though his, he didn't have this fantastic faith. He just prayed and God answered. Pray about everything. So um, we, we ran the kitchen table. And that day, my brother-in-law was staying with us. And uh, so he said, Nick, uh, I could give you a lift into work. I normally call the 24 bus. And... Um, so we, uh, uh, so I meant I, I, I stayed a little bit longer in time for the post to come. And in the post, there was an envelope from a friend in Scotland uh, that, in fact, she, he, she was my, uh, my, my wife's ex-boss. And um, uh, a little note inside, Nick heard that you were having a little trouble with the bank manager, thought this might help. £2,000. Fantastic. So God can answer in little ways and in big ways. And then in the, in the recession a few years ago, again, we were in a really, really hard place. And believe me, we needed more than £2,000. We needed a lot more than that. And there were a number of times when we could have sunk and God saved us. And so... Um, we prayed as always and uh, went to this meeting with some people who were thinking of investing in the business. And in fact, they didn't really. They were a, 
I won't say what they were, but they, uh, uh, they didn't invest. It didn't happen. But it gave us a meeting with the landlords, and we said, could you give us a rent-free period? And they just said no. Anyway, later in that week, uh, we got, uh, uh, got, a, got an invoice, or rather it was a credit note for £22,000. And they had just credited us a quarter's rent. I don't know whether it was a mistake. I don't know whether they suddenly felt compassion on us, but God did it. And we didn't say anything. <laughs> and, they, and they never asked for it back. So it was a good result. But you see, you know, God is just so kind, really. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Everything means everything don't worry about anything means anything you worried about anything pray about it i was brought up in a kind of faith environment where uh, in my christian life where i felt that if i didn't really believe it wouldn't happen it's not true i just pray anyway obviously faith is good isn't it and faith helps but we should pray about the things we're worried about those very things there are things that i wasn't praying about because i wasn't sure i could really believe that god could answer and i just started praying about them anyway things i was really underneath really worried about you know what worry is it's a gift from god it's a it's a distress signal it's a signal to pray when you're feeling worried and distressed, you get that feeling, oh, oh, <laughs> you know the feeling, I'm really worried. My energy is drain, draining away. I'm getting really ratty. I'm unpleasant with my family. I'm really worried. Sometimes we pretend that we're not. It's a distress signal. Start to talk to him about it. I think that'll do. <laughs> There's a lot more I could say, but I won't. I'll have pity on you. But I just want to, 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 to just pray. Uh, could, could we just stand? And then I'll hand over to, to Steph. Thank you, Lord. If you want to, you could just maybe raise up your hands to God. Make your hands like a cup to receive mercy. <coughs> to find grace. To help at the time that we need it. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you are a merciful God, that you are very kind, Lord, that you are more kind than we could possibly imagine. Thank you, Lord, that you invented kindness. You created compassion, that the most compassionate person we have ever met is only a shadow of your compassion and your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Lord, as you look down from heaven and you see us, you feel compassion just because we're your children lord we thank you for your mercy father i want to pray that you would help us to remember these things lord help us to remember the things that we're worried about 
Help us to remember to pray about them. Help us to remember to pray at the beginning of the day, during the day. Pray about everything. Help us to pray as couples, as as flatmates, as friends in the church, in our workplace, in our school, in our university, wherever it is, Lord. Help us not to be ashamed to pray, Lord. Lord, teach us to pray. Thank you. You give us your spirit in our weakness because we don't know how to pray as we ought. Lord, I just want to pray for Revelation Church, Lord, as I pray for New Life and the other churches around, the Bible-believing churches that we, we know, Lord, and those that we don't know as well, Lord, that you would pour out a spirit of grace and supplication. Father, this day, we pray, could you pour out a fresh impetus, Lord? Could you impart to us something good? Something that will bring us into happiness, Lord. Something that will bring us into greater fruitfulness, Lord. Something that will make you happy, Lord. Father, we pray, pour out your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Nick. I think um, I think there's a lot more in you than you realise. <laughs> I think we just benefited from years of uh, Bible study and prayer, and um, it's such, so, so great. So, really appreciate that. Thank you so much.